Welcome back to another episode of Peaking Into Success podcast. Uh, for episode 14, we are joined by two of the five members of a alternative hard rock band from Horsham, near Brighton. Uh, we have Rogue Awakening. Hi guys, how are we today? Yeah. We're good, how are you? Uh, really good, thank you. So, firstly, of course... We only have two of the five of you here, so do you want to say which two we have and what your role in the band is? Yeah, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Tom, I'm a rhythm guitarist in Rogue Awakening. I do a little bit of singing when I'm allowed, but only only on a few songs, only a little bit of limelight. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kimberly, lead singer of Rogue Awakening, and I sing the rest of the songs that Tom doesn't do. Which is most of them. But... Which is most of them. <laughs> uh, but sometimes we share. We do sometimes share. But uh, we also have uh, Ollie, who's our lead guitarist. Uh, we have Nick, who's our bassist. And Carl, who's our drummer, who are sadly all working today. But yes, we are thinking of them. We will try and represent their views as well, which could be weird. We'll try. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so how, how did you guys kind of form? So were you friends before or did you kind of like do the thing of trying to advertise for particular parts of the band to kind of form together? It was a combination of both. So Tom and I were neighbours and we met each other uh, just at the beginning of the pandemic, hanging out in a play park with our children. And we started talking about, you know, things that are helping us get through the pandemic because we were socially distancing. And um, Tom mentioned that he'd started playing a bit of guitar and I just got very overexcited and I blame COVID entirely. So I was like, I used to sing in a band. We should do something when COVID's over. And I think he was just like, all right, weirdo. That's my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit honest. Well, I think because we were quite forceful, you were like, "No, this is something we got to do." And to, to add context, I've, I've I've played guitar for quite a long time, but I've never been in a band. Like, never played live, never performed. Um, Kimberly's done a lot of that, um, so it was kind of like at first I was like, "Oh, okay, this could be something new, something interesting." And then then when it came, when she said she sung in a band. Um, it was quite, I was a bit of an understatement, to be fair. I hadn't sung in a band. No, but I mean, like, a proper, proper band. Yeah. Like, you've been on tour. Hey, have you been on tour with him? I do like this story. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, 80s um, electro-pop legends, the Human League. I toured with them. That yeah. was fun. So you played, like, thousands of people. That's was quite good, yeah. yeah. I've played so. to a few thousand people, yeah. Which, again, from someone who's never, <laughs> never played in front of anyone, not even mates, not anything. Um, so I kind of was like, oh, massively, massively out of my depth here. Um, but fair play to you. You believed me and said, come on, let's let's do it. Um, so we started off doing, like, like acoustic covers. Um, so, and weirdly, it ended up being, like, 90s R&B. I yeah. don't even know how we got to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like Blackstreet, No Diggity, and like what else would be like Shaka Khan. We did some like random stuff because yeah. we kind of didn't we didn't want to get out. But let's just play Wonderwall. Let's do the kind of traditional traditional covers. Um, so we did that for we did a few gigs, mm -hmm. and then you were kind of like, oh, let's do original stuff. Like let's write our own. And then we were both we realised that our kind of taste in music was both kind of hard rock. Um, so then you dragged Kyle in. You were friends. We were friends with Kyle. 
Yeah. Not with his wife, but also yes. with Kyle. Mainly his wife, but also him more now, probably. I see him a lot. Um, <laughs> so he used to drum probably 20 years ago or something, and he'd stopped. And ages ago, he'd mentioned he was a drummer, and it, I just blocked it from my mind. So then when I approached him, I was like, do you fancy drumming again? And it was all just very casual. Again, we weren't really expecting anything from it. We were just having some creative fun. So once we were able to get back in a rehearsal studio and not have to socially distance, the three of us got together and just started kind of jamming a few bits and bobs, didn't we? Yeah. It was very relaxed at we the beginning. It wasn't great. <laughs> Where's that thing where you listen back to recorded some of it and I listened back to the day I was like, wow, that is, <laughs> that is not good. That is pretty shit. And then, um, and then, and then we did, like you say, we got onto the mad world of the internet for trying because we're like well we want we need definitely the basis mm-hmm. um and uh yeah there's some there's some interesting people on the internet so it's uh, <laughs> and it's, it's weird like kind of like dating isn't it because you've got to put up your profile and you're like do we do we oversell ourselves do we undersell like it's like this is me and we're looking for that um so we got some 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 interesting people came along mm-hmm. and then we eventually ollie turned up and just immediately got it. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, got it. And we and, um, just fitting straight in and it all worked. Um, so he originally started playing bass. Um, so we were like, well, actually the music we play, we kind of want two guitarists because it gives you a bit more flexibility um, and you can do a bit more. Uh, so then we started looking for a lead guitarist. And again, we were having a, you know, we got we some really cool people, but and it's just that it's not a kind of us or them. It just didn't quite click or didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. And then Ollie suddenly just goes, uh, can I play lead guitar? But like, well, if you want to, yeah. And then he's like, well, actually, I've got one of my mates who plays bass. And I'm like, why do you not tell us about this in the first place? Because <laughs> we've been looking for ages. Like, oh, yeah, my mate does it. And then we got Nick, and and Nick is is an amazing bassist because um, a lot of bands, I feel like it's it's the undersold role in the band playing bass. It's kind of like just play the bass line, but he does like all kinds of really cool stuff, like Overshadowed, which is um, our second single. Yeah. Um, so he does this like very very cool bass intro, which words don't usually put together, but, but like, no, you don't. and it works um, really well. And like that bass, that's how the whole song came together because he plays guitar as well because he's because he's very talented. So talented. Um, so he came up with that and was like, he's so yeah. So we're really lucky that we've got lots of people who can do lots of stuff in the band. Um, so yeah, that's kind of very long winded way of how we got together. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to get more of an insight of who you guys are and it shows like with just you two here and how you talk about of course the other three that you're very mm-hmm. together and you're very much a unit and you can you can just see the chemistry well between you two as I'm listening to you just can have mm-hmm. a laugh you can talk you're bouncing off each other you're not kind of getting in one another's way which is nice and what you want as a band is you don't want like confrontation and people wanting different things and I was gonna ask with the writing process, do you all take part or is it kind of someone takes the lead with it? It's kind of a, a, it's a collaborative process, I would say. So any one of us, we always wanted to create an environment where we could all bring ideas to the table, no matter how crazy they were. So we have a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility when it comes to the music writing process. So any one of us can bring an idea um, and then it will be a collaborative you know, we'll often just send ideas around and then we'll kind of collaborate and send things back and forth over WhatsApp. And then when we get in the studio, we're just always trying new things. But it's definitely maybe one person takes the lead. Yeah. And I then it depends on the song, doesn't it? Like yeah. There's certain songs that 
someone will come up with like a riff and that can be like I've done it, Ollie's done it, Nick's done it. Mm-hmm. Just, so this is like a bass idea and it's like you start playing it like in a rehearsal and then everyone just like clicks into it and it's really cool. It doesn't always happen when it does. <laughs> Brings it like, and then within like 10 minutes you've pretty much written a song yeah writes itself um yeah which sounds really sounds quite wanky but it's true it's like it sounds like nonsense it sounds like nonsense but it kind of just it just happened then but it's weird because other times you'd be there you'd be like hammering away mm-hmm. and it's just not happening um so i think it's having that colonist go you know what let's just let's part this because you'll have like a bit like a tiny bit of a song you're like but this bit's amazing and the rest just this isn't happening. Um, but overshadowed, I'd say overshadowed kind of wrote itself. I think, I can't even remember how it started. I think it was Nick with his bass so intro. So Nick's bit. bass intro, which now everyone needs to listen to on Spotify. <laughs> you have to. You understand. Although he now hates the fact that he has to start our live set quite often and he's the first person to play with his bass intro, <laughs> yeah. which is quite, it's quite intense. He's got to play quite fast. <laughs> he's got to get the tempo right. So yeah, no pressure, no pressure, yeah. Nick. So overshadowed, it started with Nick's bass riff, and then it. I just think it. I mean, I remember it writing itself within a few hours, and it being almost a complete song, and us just loving it and loving playing it and feeling very excited and passionate about it. Um, and Feed Me Fire started off a bit slower, but then once yeah. we found it, so Feed Me Fire is our new single that kind of heads up our EP, which is out on the fourteenth of July. July. I thought we were going to say that together at the same time. <laughs> 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 no, he won't ever play with me. Um, so 14th of July is going to be when that's out. And that took a little bit of time, I think. And then the minute we found it and we got the right pace with it, again, it just, it feels to me like it writes itself. No, maybe you, you yeah. guys might feel different. No, I think it, it does. It is, I think it's good because we've got multiple guitarists, multiple singers. So like, obviously, Kimberly and I both sing. Um, so it's quite nice that there's no pressure on one person to be like, right, we've written this bit. Now you've got to, now you've got to write the lyrics and now you've got to do this. So because everyone can do pitching and often obviously get shut down in flames by Kimberly. Like, so, <laughs> so you did say that on one song. We we're like, oh, it's already open and supportive. And I was like, I've written these lyrics. You're like, they're good. Have you tried making them less shit? So I, I did like, not say that. I did not say that. I'm very supportive. I was like, I think you can do better. <laughs> I will print them. Yeah, which I would do better. And you could do better. And I did write them and they no, were better. Right. So it was, no, I think we... What we're going to take from that, Tom, <laughs> is that I was right. Yeah? Okay, yeah, all right. On that <laughs> one, I'm right. Um, but generally, yeah, generally it's the kind of, as you said, we try and be supportive so there's not a, because, again, guys who've been on the band said actually it's really like one person has the, no, this is the direction we're going in, this is what we want to do. Um, and I think because we're all quite different, well, not we, we are different and similar in terms of music taste. Like Ollie and Nick are much more metal. Like they love some really out there, like dark black metal stuff <laughs> with lots of strange animal noises and grunts and screams, um, which is probably a bit bit much for me. Um, but then I, I really love my hard rock and like you love all kinds of like more poppy end as well mm-hmm. and like. But then it's nice because when it all comes together, because we kind of go, well, actually, let's pull that little bit back. But then other songs, you're like, actually, if we, I wouldn't have thought of making it as heavy as it was. And you're like, actually, no, that sounds really good. And then you have the kind of clean lyrics over the top. So, yeah, it's, it's nice that no one comes in going, this is our sound. This is what we're going to play like. Nice. Um, so we do have a sound, but I think it's quite varied. And hopefully 
when you listen to the EP, you'll see there is a bit of a variation in how we started out and then where we are now. Um, so yeah, I think that's again a really long-winded way of answering that question. No, no. Yeah. I think the music's still evolving. We've been doing this for a year, but we're still very much finding our sound and the way that we all work together, which is why we didn't want to put any strict caveats in place that we have to do things a certain way because we want it to evolve, we want it to grow, and the EP definitely demonstrates that. Nice. And, uh, I mean, because, of course, you've all got different musical influences, for anyone that's, like, not heard you or listened to any of your music, what's the closest kind of realm that you can say? So you could say two or three people, like, if you put them together, that's what you sound like, or if you think that it's very similar to a particular artist, which I don't think you're near to anyone because I think it's very, like... Is female-led bands like Paramore and Evanescence, you're not kind of that vibe, you're very different. So definitely because of your voice, it's not very to the realm of the rock, Does if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you want to explain maybe a collaboration or a nutshell of certain bands or groups together that you think Rogue Awakening sounds like... Yeah, you're quite good at this, Corey. Go on, explain yourself. Um, no, I think I think you're spot on. I think they're, they're the obvious comparisons is is like Evanescence and Paramore. Probably more Evanescence because it's that slightly heavier guitar sound and it's got the kind of almost operatic soaring vocals. But then I don't think we sound that much like them. Uh, it's just it's, it's it's one of those things that if you're a rock band with a female singer, that's your kind of go tos and kind of Paramores. Um, we're big fans of Hailstorm, um, who are kind of, um, I wouldn't say they're, they're not huge, huge, but like on the rock scene, they are very big. Um, and they've got uh, Lizzie Hale as their lead singer. And we were lucky enough to go and see them actually as, as a band, we went to see them at the O2. And they're, and they're amazing, like their energy and the kind of power she brings to the performance, well, the whole band, like it was really inspiring seeing them and just how how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, other bands we love is like Alter Bridge. Um, so they've got well, March Monty, their lead guitarist, probably one of the one of the best rock guitarists in the world. Um, Miles Kennedy, and they're like, if I could sing like anyone, I would sing like Miles <laughs> Kennedy because he's just got this amazing voice, mm-hmm. like so clean and like, and they're just they're really chunky and rocky. But it's again, he's got this really clean, beautiful voice, but a kind of rocky, raspy pitch to it. Um, who else? What? Vicovi? They're really good. Um, so they're, yeah. how would you describe Vicovi? They're probably a little bit more uh, commercial sounding, maybe a tiny bit, but they're quite um, catchy pop rock, uh, again, with a female lead singer who's really good. Uh, we've been compared to Ginger a couple of times for the sort of melodic okay. side of things, not the screamy, shouty stuff, which again <laughs> is really cool. She's got quite a big, yeah. powerful voice. Yeah, if you haven't, because I hadn't heard them until, well, not that long ago. And uh, it's worth going to watch them on YouTube because she's this kind of, I think they are, they're from, um, where are they from? We should know this. I Ukraine. should know this. Ukraine. 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 Yeah, they're Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And she's a kind of quite petite, um, slight lady, but she can go from the full metal growls into these amazing, really high voice, but literally just switches straight over. So you're kind of watching it live. It's just unbelievable. Just yeah, going, how do you do that? But they're very, they're very good. So it's kind of a real mismatch of bands and like 
I really like the Nova Twins at the moment, who now they've started because they played Glastonbury the other day, actually, did, which, yeah. which is for a band that's quite alternate because they've got that kind of hip hop mm-hmm. slash rock fusion. Um, and we were saying that it's really nice these days. If you, there's still that element of like, well, what what genre are you? Are you all rock? Are you hard rock? Are you metal? Are you power metal or whatever it is? And I think there's so many bands now that don't really fit into those boxes. Um, We're a got, bit of everything. Yeah, and like Don Broco's a bit like that. Like they're quite metal, but then they got like dancey elements to their sound. So I think we quite we're trying to embrace that to kind of go. Well, we we've got elements of these bands that we really like, but also we're not just in that pigeonhole mm-hmm. of we just do this kind of rock and so again we try and push ourselves try and do like more melodic softer songs try and do some harder ones as well so yeah there's i mean that's the thing there's so many bands out there and things like spotify which you kind of have as a band you have a kind of love-hate relationship with that i guess in that it's great that you get you can get access to all this music um and you know suggest stuff and you're like you don't know me spotify and then you're like oh yeah you do actually know me you know (laughs) you're like oh yeah i do do like all these songs um but like on the flip side of it it makes i mean it's great because again as a band we've managed to get our music and you can you can see who's been listening to it so you go there's there's someone in ghana listening to our song right now which is very bizarre but cool but then you know the other flip side is you make zero money from it or very very little um, but it's just it's just the way of the music industry now. It's all it's all very different. Whether you whether you love or hate it, that is that is how it is. Um, so you just got to kind of embrace it and go with it. That that's it. And I mean, I know that you've released two songs um, on Spotify already. Kind of, do you put your music maybe on other platforms? Or have you got other songs released on other platforms? Or are you kind of sticking to you releasing? You've got the two songs on every platform. No one can find any of your, like, maybe just, like, covers or anything like that on SoundCloud, anything like that? No, so we have kept everything um, in a neat little package in one place. So although it's just the two songs, they're available on every single streaming platform that that is out there. And then we've got a kind of lyric video that we did for Overshadowed that's on YouTube because we're trying to get in the habit of whenever we release something, that we will also have something visual to accompany it. So we did a video recently for Feed Me Fire, which will be on YouTube that we're very excited about. We just had the best day. It was amazing. You need to name drop your your friends who uh, who helped us out. Yes, I'm I'm very very lucky that I have some incredible friends who work in the uh, television world. So my friend, my best friend in the world, Emma, and a guy called James, who's our camera guy, uh, they came and joined us in the woods uh, where we just had some witchy friends join us. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just the best. <laughs> we had smoke bombs going off. Well. Oh, and Stan, I can't yeah. that my friend Stan, who's an amazing photographer. So yeah, it was just an amazing kind of creative. I don't know, fun day of us just messing around in the woods, creating this video uh, that we're really excited about. It is. It is that, I think it's that difference as well when you have, like, we've done, everything's kind of been DIY, just doing it, and it's all learning because, again, we haven't done it before in terms of how we release stuff, how we promote things, and actually working with um, guys who are all professionals. That is, like, their jobs. Mm. Um, and the difference is just, like, black and white because, like, we always do, like, film stuff and things, but it's all... Yeah, it's pretty pretty amateurish, but like that, and we kind of embrace that. But like, look, we're not professional content creators. We try and make it fun, try and make it entertaining. But these guys, it's like, wow, that's like another level. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we've seen like the rough, the rough cut of it. Um, and it looks really good. <laughs> uh, when you're just like, I mean, you know, you kind of think it's going to be good because it was, it was like, like the whole day was amazing. Even when they brought out the little clappable, it's like, oh, look, they've got proper Hollywood clap. Um, I'm easily impressed. Yeah, it doesn't, I know. Take, much it doesn't take much to excite me. Yeah. Like, this is really cool. And, um, one of my good friends, Perry, he's the guy, well, I'll let you guys, when the video comes out, you can have a watch, but he's the kind of, one of the main characters in it. And he was very, very um, sporting and the whole thing because he's basically um, bewitched by Kimberly and taken off into the woods and tied up and um, played around with witches and all the rest of it. So there's a lot of a lot of fetishes were unleashed that day that people never knew existed. <laughs> um, so yeah, but even the witch thing, like it was it was very surreal because we were messaging um, these guys who are called uh, Phase Folk. Um, so we were trying to set up a gig with them. Um, and I was messaging Gabby on there and they kind of, their whole thing is doing like these, uh, folky fae, uh, songs. They get dressed up as witches, fae, however you want to refer to them. Um, and then that was kind of a, a big theme going through this video. And I was like, weird question. <laughs> Do you fancy coming to the woods and being in our music video dressed as witches? <laughs> and expect them to be like reporting me to uh, the police or whatever. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, that sounds really good. We Let's don't go. know that they haven't reported you. To the oh, they might have. Yeah, they might. Uh, <laughs> but they, they were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, let's go and do that. Um, and like, literally, just never, never met us before. Like, never um, interacted anywhere apart from on Instagram. And then, yeah, they turned out. We had uh, Nem and Gabby came along, and they were awesome. Like, brought so much energy, and it just makes the whole because it's whole. Which is Coven, which is going threes and all that. So it just made the whole thing look amazing. Um, and they added their own like artistic energy to it. And it, it just made the whole video like great. It was so much and it was such a nice thing that someone was just so open minded to be like, yeah, I'll be in your music video. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was really cool. So it was a, it was an exciting, it was a really good day. Um, and and yeah. I think that will come across, like hopefully that will come across in the video because we were just a bunch of creatives kind of getting together and making this mad thing happen. And it just, yeah, it felt wild and kind of free and really magical and it should encompass the song and the EP and everything that we're kind of striving to show as performers ourselves. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's quite it's quite silly as well, like, because we didn't want to go down that. We're super serious. We're not that serious. Rock bands, like, <laughs> Which you can probably tell just yeah, from 10 not, minutes of talking about We're not that exactly. edgy, rocky. We're kind of, don't take it all too seriously. We're, and I, I, so I haven't even got, I haven't got long hair or beard, so I shouldn't even really be in the band. <laughs> um, I get a lot, of, a lot of abuse about that. And you've got one tattoo and that inside down. Um, so like yeah so we kind of we, look, we wanted that edge to be like look we, we want to have a bit of fun we want to make the video quite silly um, and uh, yeah hopefully that will come across and people enjoy it sweet thank you um, so so far of course it's been going on just over a year what do you see currently both as your biggest achievement as a band or career high so it can be of course the release because of course that's imminent and that's something that of course you've worked on and is actually coming out or it can be something as small as your first gig wow when we first started break awakening there was no i had no preconception about what it was going to be um i just very much wanted a creative outlet i wanted to connect with other musicians and for me it's just evolved into something 
far greater than I ever thought it would be. So every single thing that we achieve is kind of really, I'm trying to make very significant and I'm trying to give it the attention that it deserves. So our first gig was a big deal. Our first recording was a big deal. Doing this video for me was just like a pinnacle of all of those achievements because we pulled it together with, with the help of all these amazing people that are around us, created something out of nothing and have got something to show for the past year of work and I think Feed Me Fire as a single really does showcase and demonstrate how much we have changed as musicians how we've grown how we've evolved how we've embraced it so yeah I'm super proud of everything that we've done for that and I think the EP launch and our show in Brighton in a couple of weeks time on the we set together 13th, 13th of, of May so you're the one who made a big fuss about this. Uh, I'm, I'm such an amateur. Yes. Amateur. Yeah. Yeah. 13th of July. <laughs> we are the pipeline of Brighton. We're going to join by Brute. And Dynamic Paris. So we have a really, really good band. So we're going to come along the place. It's only £5. Um, it should be really good night. So if anyone's in the Brighton area, or if not, get a train down from London. Just get, yeah, just get to the Brighton area. Um, come and say hello to us. Come and say hi. Because we always like to come and meet people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what our biggest achievement. I think yeah, you're right. Like the EP is is definitely up there. I think like Kimberly said, the fact that less than a year ago we were literally just in a little rehearsing studio and in Horsham and literally just wow, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Like just play a few chords. Like but, and it was it was very like amateurish. Like we had no idea in terms of where it was gonna go. And then to go from that within a year to be putting out an EP, which we never said, right, this is what we're going to do, like put out the list. You know, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. Um, I think our first gig was a big deal for me because, again, I, I played with Kimberly doing like acoustic stuff. Um, and it took a while because it's, it's, it's hard getting gigs these days. Mm. I think like there's so fewer, less. Like, so few venues. So few music venues. Again, the ones that want to play original music you know there's a lot of places if you want to go and do covers uh, in a pub like this it's easier um but if you're like right we're going to play original music and it's going to be this genre like it's, it's quite difficult and actually um it's quite a nice sense of um what's the word my brain's not working full circle because the the place we did our first gig was the pipeline where we're doing our ep release uh, a guy, Andy, um, who kind of, he was putting on a day and there was about six bands playing. Um, and I don't know if I didn't tell him it was our first gig. I don't think I did. Um, but he was like, yeah, yeah, like, you guys sound good. I'll let you play. And then Kimberly, when she stood up, was like, yes, this is our first gig. And he kind of shot up from the back. He was like, don't blame me. I've got all those tits up then. And I was like, thanks, Andy. <laughs> but we are actually, you know, and we're actually playing from one of his nights again in September, I think, September 23rd, off my head. Um, so for me, it was like, you know, it was that whole thing of being like, I'm actually in a proper rock band, playing on a stage, and people have paid money and they're coming to watch us. Uh, well, not just us, but everyone there. Um, just us. Yeah, just us. <laughs> and so for me, that was like, that was a big thing. And, and it, it actually went really well, because we were kind of like, look, we just need to get through this first gig and not embarrass ourselves. Um, but actually, yeah, I mean, if we watch it back, it probably isn't where we are now. But at the time, it felt like, yeah, that was amazing. We smashed it. Um, but like, I think, like Emily says, the fact, things like the EP, which we never thought we'd get to that point, um, and even did a proper music video, like, it just felt really professional. <laughs> and 
you're like, yes, this is so cool. We're actually doing a music video. And I think, like you say, it's, it's easy to just constantly be looking like, oh, when are we going to do this? When are we going to play bigger venues? So taking the time to kind of go, look, let's really enjoy this particular moment. Like mm-hmm. I say, we were like on the daily music video, like, let's all remember this. This is a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're trying to do that with each stage rather than thinking too far ahead, just go, look, this is this is really cool. Like we've never done this before as a band. Let's let's kind of remember this and and yeah and embrace the moment and all that. And then there's no pressure on us either. You know, we're not fooling ourselves or putting loads of pressure on ourselves to perform and achieve all these things. Everything is coming to us really naturally and evolving really naturally. And then it's a lot more fun and we can embrace it rather than be stressed out about it. So it's working very well. I don't know what we're doing, but whatever, <laughs> whatever we're doing is working. No, brilliant. <laughs> um, would, you, would you say, of course, your career highs are your most defining moments or do you think there's different less big achievements that you think has defined the band hmm. so there's any, there's less significant stuff what is maybe defined the trajectory of the band so maybe something like i don't know maybe just like you were sitting there and kind of created a song just out of the blue or something like when you got one of your members in and kind of made the whole mm. band together, kind of anything like mm. that that's maybe defined you, but it's not a massive achievement. Yeah, I think probably the first time we rehearsed with all five members and it just felt like we'd been together for, I don't know, <laughs> it just felt so like <laughs> comfortable and so easy. It, it just all the pieces slotted into place. And when Ollie said he wanted to become lead guitar, we were like, go for it. And then Nick came in and did bass. And I, I just think that really, that was the first time that I was like, okay, this could actually be something. Um, and we've got incredibly talented, brilliant people. We're very lucky. Uh, yeah, that's for me. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair thing. And I think like you kind of touched on it earlier saying about like the band dynamic. And I mean, I love, I love watching rock docs and, you know, there's like uh, the Metallica one of like some kind of monster, and they, there's, there's so much hate and anger, like, and it's amazing because I'm just like, I get it because they're all very talented and they all have egos because you know they're the biggest rock band in the world, certainly, and it's one of those. Um, but you just see how much they were just hating each other and they couldn't be in a room together, kind of thing. Um, and that's us. Yeah. <laughs> we all each other. We like properly. You're lucky we're in a room together now. Had to, yeah, there was a massive fight beforehand. It's awesome. It's, all, it's a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I was like, we're, I think dysfunctional family is the best way to describe it. Like, you're all, you will have your little roles in the family. And yeah, you have the odds, little tiff, and we'll fall out about stuff, or someone will want a bit more. Um, kind of moment in the limelight in a song, which obviously Kimberly won't have any of that. It's all about her. Um, so. I'm the least Debra lead singer you'll ever meet. I know, it's yes. quite, yeah. She, no, to be fair, she isn't, she isn't the I most. Know. I need to get better at being a diva, if I'm honest. Yeah, kicking off. Drama. If anybody's got any recommendations or suggestions for how I can become a rock diva, please submit them. Yeah. More drama. More drama, please. But yeah, like generally, we don't. We don't really have big fallings out. I feel like we should. I feel like we should have more. And there's like little tiffs and like, um, you know, you'll be doing a song and someone will be like, really like, no, 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 I don't think that's how it should go or this bit here. or, um, But even like we had when we were recording, I think it was, oh, I can't remember which song it was we were recording. 
And I was really adamant going, no, 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 don't, don't do that bit. It's too much. It's too mm-hmm. much. And then it was something Ollie was doing. And then he played it and I kind of sat there and was like, yeah, that is much better. But <laughs> 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 in my head, I was like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I don't think it's too much, but it's too much. Like, it's going to be too much going on. And then everyone heard it and I was like, oh, yeah, that is better. That is better. Um, but I think, yeah, it's that kind of keeping egos in check. Because it, it's that weird thing. I think, um, Justin Hawkins from the darkness. He like does a lot of um, podcasts and YouTube things. And he was talking about ego and it's like this weird thing. Cause you do need an ego. Like if you're going on stage, um, I think you said about, you've got a, the audience. Cause when I started out, it's like, right, I don't know what I'm doing. Like tell me what to do. <laughs> um, and Kimberly was like, we, you've got to let the audience know they're in safe hands. So like you get up and you're like, yeah, we're here. We're going to entertain you and you're going to have an awesome time. Like, if you're there kind of looking at your shoes and, and you know, people can tell if you get up and you're, like, ready to rock and roll and you're good, um, good energy bouncing off you, people pick up on that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll listen. We'll see what you're going to do. Um, so you do need, you need an element of ego about it, but then you also kind of need to dial that back, I think, when you're rehearsing or creating. Um, so, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But, yeah, and I also have... Lots of inner demons that tell me I'm shit as well, so I have to do it <laughs> before I go on stage. And I'm like, you're rubbish. And I'm like, shut up. No. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of weird stuff going on in my head most of the time. So, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yes. Nice. Um, That's lovely. Thank you very much. Indeed. We all have demons. Oh, don't worry, we all have demons. Um, I was, uh, was going to now say, of course, you've mentioned quite a lot, of course, going as you've been talking through stuff, of course, everything releasing in the next two weeks and the gig that's coming up as well in Brighton. Have you got kind of more gigs or have you got any festivals or anything more lined up for the summer for yourself as a band? Yeah, so I think we've got one gig per month. Yeah, yeah. We try and limit it to one, don't we, usually? Yeah, we try and do one really good one uh, that we can give a lot of attention to so that we don't all kind of you know, burnout. Uh, so we're doing one per month, I think, right up through into October. Yeah. We've got a few kind of penciled in that we're just waiting to have confirmed. We're not doing any festivals this year because we uh, were a little bit late to the party. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were a little bit late to start approaching festivals, but we would love to do some next year. We did do something for the Brighton Fringe, which I guess mm-hmm. is kind of a festival. Um a few months ago that was really good fun so yeah what else have we got yeah so we've got uh one in august i think and that's i think the 17th uh the uh fiddler's elbow in camden and then i think we've got another brighton gig on the 23rd um but it's all it's all on our link tree on our socials um so don't take my word for it we definitely have got gigs right? I, think those dates, I think those dates are right um, and then yeah we've got some other stuff that we're kind of planning in for later in the year but um, like you say it's, it's because we're all busy busy people with families and lives and all the rest of it I think we, we generally try and do like one a month and then we can properly go for it at that gig because um, we kind of did we have done it and we've done more um, and you just feel like exhausted and we didn't feel like we were giving it everything at those mm-hmm. gigs so we kind of want to go and be like really excited about it and want to go out and kind of leave it on the stage mm-hmm. and and the next one's definitely of course the 13th so for anyone that's wanting to see you like yeah. straight away 13th pipeline in brighton isn't it and that's kind of 
all dedicated to you and you're playing are you playing all the songs from the EP plus some that aren't released or are you just doing some covers as well and just we're doing a bit of everything we are headlining so we're going to be playing for about probably 40 minutes so it will be all of the songs from the EP and then interlaced with we've got about 10 or maybe 11 tracks that we do live so we're going to do the full array (laughs) (laughs) full showcase um which is going to be it's always really good fun to play live we love doing it but it's nice to be able to show how the songs have evolved, how they've changed, and also all of our different kind of influences come across in the live show. Um, and it's fun. We love being on stage. feel very comfortable on stage. Great. Um, so now I'm going to get a bit deeper with it all for you. So do you both want to say um, one thing maybe that you think you could have done differently with the band? If, say, you're starting back to when you two met and kind of formed it is there anything that you both would do differently to where you are now or not you can say no well i wish we had a cooler rock and roll meeting story as to how the band started <laughs> rather than us i mean just accosting tom in a play part <laughs> <laughs> we need to change that to something cool yeah mm. doing, yeah doing something doing something now in rock and roll yeah we were scar- yeah. we were at a really awesome party where backstage. we were about back- we were backstage with a <laughs> and we met each other and we were like yes it's form a band yeah sadly it's not that cool it's not that cool but i think even the things that i'd say are like not failures as such like we did some like some very strange gigs like <laughs> that you just think this is weird like this whole thing is <laughs> it's just slightly bizarre and for various reasons um but like i think even the ones that you think what, what are we doing here this is this is very strange mm-hmm. um but, I mean, one of our earlier gigs, um, and we were we were still, as I say, when you're starting out, it is really hard to get that kind of momentum um, to kind of convince people that you can play well live and you'll entertain people. Um, and we did a gig down in Southampton, which some, um, some we worked with, Jodie, who'd done a, some promotion for us, um, who's, she's amazing and did a really great job. And she said, oh, put in for this uh, Music in the City festival in Southampton. And we were oh, like, done that. we were like, yeah, we're like, I'll be amazing, like, you know, proper festival. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll put you on the lineup. And we were like, awesome. Um, and so we went to this pub called The Angel, which is a great pub. Again, sadly, it's shutting down, um, which is really, really sad because it's this kind of quite alternative live music venue, got like a proper stage, like a really good sound set up. Um, so we come turn up and then the first band that was supposed to play just didn't turn up. <laughs> we weren't there at all. So they were like, you guys want to go on now? We're like, oh, okay. Um, and it was pretty quiet, like mm-hmm. mid-afternoon. So not really. And I don't think anyone there was expecting our music at <laughs> all. Um, so we're, we're quite loud. We're quite like, I mean, to be fair, I think we won them over by the end. We had people yeah. dancing. We had, so we were like, yeah, okay, we did, we did pretty well. But then the band after us were like, they were good, but they were like, I think they were sisters. Um, three of them with a guy on a box and it was all acoustic and very like softly softly <laughs> and we literally just been there like you ready to rock let's go like <laughs> so, the whole thing was somewhat surreal, it was um, surreal. but then but then but it was like i think but then the thing is that the flip side of it is that we we chatted to the landlord his name i've forgotten um but really nice guy and he was like yeah, we'll have to get you back. We'll do like a proper night um, with a more 
like suitable like audience and all the rest of it so i think we always think that even if things don't go quite the way you would have wanted them to it opens up opportunities and that's how we try and see it it's like well you either learn from it or it creates uh, relationships and links and i think that's the big thing we've taken away from um the whole band thing it's like it's all about um making relationships because i mean i'm a really competitive person and i started out and i was like right all these we've got to beat all these other bands like we've got to be we've got to be better than all of them um which is not the right attitude um and like once that kind of flipped to my head and i was like actually you know it's all about helping each other out because i mean as i said before like the, the music industry is so brutal now like even getting gigs is hard because there's just not many music venues left but we're getting shut down um so like every time we go to a gig we try and make a real effort to chat to the other bands like don't see how they're doing what they've been up to um and like and like with everything it's like if you support them and kind of suggest them to other promoters and you know it's that whole kind of karma thing comes back round because if you get a rep hopefully people don't think we're dicks i don't know maybe they do <laughs> um, but We'll, if, we'll have to ask some people. We will. We'll ask some other bands. Like, do you actually like us? I think and we're quite nice. We're quite nice to people. You, you come across as nice anyway, so... We think we always try and stay and support the other bands that we're playing with. So mm. we'll always watch them, we'll always engage in like, cool conversations with them afterwards. And I think every single gig we've done, we've then come away from with a new contact or a further future gig. So mm. it, they're, they're always worthwhile, even if at the time we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we here? Yeah. I think, yeah, that kind of just trying to support, because I think, you know, like, I was chatting to someone, um, another Brighton band called Cypher, who are awesome. You should go and check them out, uh, Female Fronted Rock as well. And, you know, we are chatting to them, and they're like, yeah, anything you try, you just can't do it on your own. Like, if you're, like, trying to be super cool and not engaging with anyone else, like, you just, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, you've got to... Um, you know, make an effort to support other bands and you know, go to their gigs or, or whatever it is um, to try and help them out. And, and even like little things, because you kind of look at something they've done on social media, like a link tree or something. Like, oh, how do you like just messaging? Like, how do you do that, mate? Like, I have no idea. Um, so like all that stuff, just trying to um, create each other's bars uh, and and big each other up on there because it's it all comes back around and i think it then if we all help each other everyone gets better everyone benefits um so yeah that's that's a really nice thing that there is like a really nice supportive community out there where everyone is genuinely trying to get success for each other which mm-hmm. is which is really nice nice um and then of course you've had of course things that have gone well and you said it's not always gone right but is there one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self so it can be music related not music related kind of one sentence you can focus it if you don't want to focus it on yourself on someone else trying to break into the music industry it's up it's up to you how you approach the question but i think tom has probably already answered that when he said not to, you know, be highly competitive or um, try and compete with the other musicians that are out there. It's just the it's totally the wrong way to approach this. I just focus entirely on what you can control and what you can do and create music that makes you happy and that you enjoy and then take that out there. And people, I think, will will connect with that because it's authentic. When I was in a band before, I would often feel like I wasn't doing it as my authentic self, but as other people thought I should do it. Whereas this time around, I'm just totally myself. I'm just a 
example or like a larger example of myself on stage and yeah I mean what you see is what you get with me and I wanted to bring that into the music so that it was really authentic and then hopefully people could connect with it and the lyrics and the melodies so yeah just like do it for yourself and nobody else I would say is my advice go on Tom (laughs) (laughs) Um, well again because I haven't done this for very long so like it's 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 slightly more weird for me so I've never been in a band before um coming to it Slightly later in life, it's fair to say. <laughs> Only a little bit. Only a bit later. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, just like backing yourself um, and just putting putting all that energy and kind of motivation into doing what you do. Like you've you've got to work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, something that I take from other parts of my life, but there's always that thing of um, like hard work will always be talent when talent doesn't work hard, and it's so true with music as well that, that you we play with some amazingly talented band um and you think like how are these guys not signed like they're so good and they're all over it and it's and it, and it is it isn't really there's an element of talent obviously um but there's just so much of it is just actually putting that graft in putting that work in um and whether that's as performance as a band it's all the the organizing like they're doing the social media like booking gigs so it's, it's just, you just got to put the graft in, really. I think there's no, like, shortcut for getting from here to here. Um, but What's also, that saying? I like that saying that you just said. Um, I'll just take it. Hard, yeah. hard work will always be talent, and talent doesn't work hard. That's a good, that's a that good, good. track line for the podcast. Which, which I'd take, yeah, I'd take that for my It's very good. But it is true, because you'll see, you know, you'll see people with loads of talent, but they're just not not putting that graft in and it is it's that and whether that is you know making connections with the bands and and all the other stuff it's it's all the all the nonsense that goes on behind the scenes i think because i think it's easy as creative types which i don't see myself as but um to kind of go well we'll just we'll just bring the talent that's that's what we're here to do <laughs> <Yeah>. um whereas <laughs> i've just arrived right. the talent is that'll here. do that's yeah. enough um like but actually it's all the you know you've got to You've got to get your name out of there, whether that's like sending sending your songs off to radio stations or, you know, like organising podcasts like today, which, exactly. which obviously you approached us, which is very nice. But normally it's me annoying people. <laughs> like, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, and it is, it's just it's just taking that time to do all that stuff. And it is, it's, it's, it's just all that groundwork that you have got to put in to get to, get to where you want to be. Um, so, yeah, that's... Probably myself. Advice to myself a year ago. One <laughs> <laughs> whole year ago. Yeah, that, I mean, that's still your younger self, so you still met the question, yeah, didn't you? So there you go. Um, I've got a couple of quick fire questions that, of course, I asked if you wanted to know or not before, and you said not. Um, mm-hmm. Just whatever comes to mind first. So the, um, the first one is... Um, gigging or a festival which one do you both prefer i would i really want to do a festival i can see us doing a festival next year i can feel it in my bones so i'm excited we love gigging but i would say let's do a festival but like a good one so anyone wants to book us out there yeah we're up for it we're up for it on social media um what's your go-to karaoke song so you both can sing so if you get a mic in front of you, got to do karaoke, what's the go-to song for you both? 
I mean, you can answer this. You've done it recently. I did do it recently, <laughs> and I did. Um, I want to break free by Queen. Nice. It's, uh, it's a good. It's got a bit. Got a bit of emotion. Get the crowd involved. <laughs> if I'm really up for it, I'll get dressed up as Freddie Mercury and drag. But that takes a bit more prep. But you know. Yeah, that's not karaoke. That's just a Thursday. Right. That's a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have one oh, Kimberly as well, or? Well, I've, I actually don't really do karaoke. Oh, this is going to sound like such a wanky thing to say. I think if you're a really good singer and you do karaoke, oh. you just ruin karaoke for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I can't say this without accidentally offending. No, I'm sure you didn't want to. So I don't really have one. I'm sorry. I will work on that. I can't remember the last time I did karaoke. I just, what song? Come on. I don't know. It's all right. You don't have to. It's okay. Sorry, just take the thumbs up, sir. The same as Tom. Let's keep fumbling at it saying I'm too talented to do karaoke. It's not um, one thing. That's pretty much what you said. It's okay. What is your gem of England? So if you could take someone that's not been to England before to one place and one place only, where would you take them? Oh, it's a good question. Oh, that is a good question. There's a place in the New Forest that I really love called Burley, which is just like I really love it there it's kind of quite magical and quite witchy and yeah it's just very cool and it's very beautiful amazing nature so I would probably take them to Burnley in the new forest nice that's very, yeah, thank very, you it's very middle class I like it. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be very middle class too, but, um, I'd probably say uh, a place called Thurlstone down in Devon so when I was a kid we used to go there like most Christmas in the year so it's like rocky coastline you know like there's a big, big rock that's got a big rock formation in the harbour. <laughs> like that, that sounds rubbish. I like, look it up. It's like in this. It's like a, It's like an engine. Can we think of something cool. cooler? Both of us. Both well, it's like a gem. A gem it in is England. A gem. Yeah, it's what a gem to you. So of course you'd want to show all the people it. So. I think we are not very rock and roll. We're the least rock and roll. Rock very, and very national me. trust. It's terrible, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. No, but they're nice places. Beautiful places. We do like a bit of nature. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into them both when I get off this. So, I'm always up for looking into anything. So. Rogue yeah. Awakening support nature. We're available. <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say your dream venue is both to perform at? So, if you could pick one venue to perform at, what would it be? So in Brighton, there's a really cool venue called the Concord 2, which is down on the seafront. Um, I've played there a couple of times and it's an excellent capacity. I think it's about four or five hundred people. So it's not too big. And it's but the sound system and everything is incredible. And the staging is awesome. And the backstage area is awesome. Um, and it's very cool and rock and roll. So I would love to have the opportunity to play there again. Nice. Yeah, I think we have that as a, an almost weird little band thing. When we when it started getting a bit of pace, um, and we were like, oh, actually, we might be quite good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, we all kind of said, actually, Concord Two would be amazing. So we both seen some really cool bands. Yeah. Obviously, Kimberly from her previous life as a superstar mm-hmm. um, has played, but none of us have played there. Um, In between my national trust visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, oh, you know, it's like Brian's like, we do a lot of gigs there. It's the nearest like city to where we are. So, yeah, I think Concord 2 would be amazing. And, yeah, you know, so it doesn't matter. We wouldn't, we'd be, 
we don't feel like we have to headline it. That would probably be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but we're headlining it. Yeah, this, is like, a, this is a fantasy question. This is, this is a, yeah, we're, okay. In, we're the, in the fantasy, we're headlining. And it's <laughs> yeah. packed and everyone loves it. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's... We're into it. I'd say the same. Yeah, Concord City. Nice. And then uh, the last one is, um, if you could both collaborate, well, could, they can be together or just on separate songs, who would you want, have you one person to collaborate with on the song? Good question. <laughs> it's a good question. I would love to collaborate with Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. I think we could do some cool vocal songs together. You're out of this, by the way, so I'd love to talk immediately. <laughs> also, she played guitar, so... Oh. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll do it together. We'll do it together. Be That's lovely. Right. You, you go and have your little thing with Lizzie. I'm off to yeah, the animal yeah. thing. Um, because I, I love her vocals. I love the energy that she brings. And I think we'd have quite a lot of fun writing a song together. Nice. Tom, what would you do? Oh, yeah, she's definitely on the list. Lizzie Howe is amazing. And she's, she's my one. Raspy. I'm not saying it's not taking your one. <laughs> um, again, I kind of fanboyed on it on him a bit earlier, but Miles Kennedy, um, as I said, he's lead singer of Alter Bridge, he's obviously done lots of other uh, individual projects, but he's just got this really amazing, like raspy voice and he can sing, well, he can sing anything. He's he's awesome. Um, and like, well, I mean, you know, say like March Monty and that band as well, he's such a fantastic guitarist. And he can sing as well. It's a sickening, and Miles Kennedy can play guitar as well. Like they should really share out some of that talent. It's quite upsetting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like so, I think yeah, Miles Kennedy would be would be great. He's he's definitely one that you think yeah, he's an outrageously talented individual. Wicked. Thank so, you. Miles, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> 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 um, we'll take you to these amazing places in the UK. So I'm just going to show you a rock, and I'm going to show you where he's lived. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, just to kind of finalise everything, where can people find you if they're not kind of in the Brighton, Horsham area? Where can people kind of find you to listen to you and also get updates on you? So we are on all social media as, should we say this together? It's <laughs> not going to work. We'll try. One, two, three. Rogue, Rogue Awakening, Awakening Official. official. That, I mean, that was that beautiful, was wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, come find us. We are. We try to be quite active on Instagram as much as possible. And we've got everything on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon. I think we are everywhere. So come find us. Yeah, I'm on YouTube as well. And it's, it's important to say it's Rogue Awakening official because Rogue Awakening, as we found out afterwards, is a health spa in California, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is not what you're looking for. Mm-mm. No. Um, I mean, you but know. again, if they're listening, <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, we'll come over. We'll come to California and we'll play your house spa. We'll do some collab. We'll hang out in your house spa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that is where you can find us. Sweet. Uh, thank you for coming on, guys, and hopefully. Thank you for having us. It's, it's always appreciated. And everything goes well with the EP and the gig coming up. Thank you. We're excited. Thank you so much for having us. It's awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Peaking to Success podcast. If you enjoyed, please make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Instagram, where you can see all the updates of who is coming up, as well as who has already been on the podcast, as well as Twitter, where there is information and interaction from me on there as well. 
Thank you.